Welcome to episode number 198, Noble Nation Part 2. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. Brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle Brand. Visit bl3ssed.com to get blessed. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. All right, you are now tuned into the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I am here with Gabe and Julius. Noble Nation Part 2. In this episode, we have special guest Julius Twyman, owner of Noble Nation. We cover topics that range from entrepreneurship, active combat gear, the MMA industry, the effects of the coronavirus, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Hope Hicks and Anderson Silva. Guys, if you're new, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to download, subscribe, drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. Kicking things off. Uh, a little bit of housekeeping, guys. Uh, we are using the application Zoom, so uh, obviously our sound won't be up to par as it usually is. So thank you for bearing with us. But more importantly is our content, and uh, that's why we have the special guest that we always have on. And uh, we're excited to have Julius on here, man. Thank you for joining us. No problem. Thank you for having me again. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. We had to do a follow-up. Um, obviously we follow each other and I love following, you know, everything that you do and we love to support each other. So again, thank you. But, um, you were featured on episode 134. Uh, so for, you know, those who have not had yet a chance to listen to that episode, let them know who you are and what you do. All right. So my name is Julius Twyman and I pretty much created the brand Noble Nation. I, um, I guess I'll jump right into it by saying that I was, always an athlete throughout my entire life and I was always an artist and I wanted to find a way I could you know put both of these niches together so since I'm always in athletic gear I decided to design athletic gear and you know have fun with it and let my art take over along the way absolutely absolutely so how did you get started specifically um in this industry um so originally I just wanted it to be training gear and that is still the the goal because I wanted to be for uh, any type of sport, any person that's training in the gym. But it kind of took off in the MMA world before any other type of industry. I started in a local boxing gym in Bristol called Keystone. Uh, my friend owns it. So I was there, and one day it kind of clicked like, why am I designing uh, clothes for pretty much everybody when I pretty much have a niche right here? Everyone's always talking about a niche when you start a business. Right in front of me was professional MMA fighters and boxers, and it kind of just clicked, like, why don't I make clothes for them? They're here. They're interested. Why don't I cater to what I have before me? And kind of took off from there. So, obviously, I love the name Noble Nation, but explain to folks that that wasn't the initial name. No, it wasn't the initial name. The initial name was Noble Native. And I fell in love with that name a lot. I was so excited to have such a cool name, (laughs) right? And I was online, like everyone always says, do your due diligence and do your research. And I continued to research, and I eventually came across a store called uh, Noble Native, without the S. And it pretty much just, like, 
burning me down on the inside. I was like, oh no, I can't use this name anymore. So I had to switch the name to something very, um, very similar because I didn't want to completely change the logo and you know I wanted to I wanted to be very close so people could uh, still follow along and not be shocked by a complete change of everything. So I pretty much just, I pretty much just took the name from uh, what people were miscalling Nobu Natives. A lot of people were accidentally calling it Nobu Nation. So I was like, oh well, that's an easy switch. They're already calling it by that name. Might as well take it. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> And specifically, what do you currently sell? What did you start off selling? I um, specifically, um, I started off by selling t-shirts. Uh, it was the cheapest way to get into the fashion industry. And, and like starting off, you don't usually have a lot of money. So I went to Walmart, shout out Walmart. And I bought literally all of their shirts off the rack. Like they had these shirts in like every color. And I spent like, I don't know how much money. In the beginning, it was like one or two shirts. So initially, it was like $25 total. But uh, when people started liking the shirts I had, I went back and I pulled all the shirts off the rack at Walmart and just printed <laughs> little bits. And that's pretty much the brand started with like selling t-shirts because I couldn't quite afford anything else at the time. But, you know, times have changed and uh, kind of upgraded just from t-shirts as of lately. Absolutely. Um, and then, and then what do you currently sell? Cause I know you have a lot of one-offs, right? Uh, so you, you guys sponsor some fighters, uh, so you make specific gear for them. Um, you know, kind of go through that little variation. All right. So it's kind of one of those things where in the beginning I was out to kind of please everybody that was interested. So I couldn't quite have a, a grounded setup. Like this is what I sell. This is the only thing I sell. Either you want it or you don't. I wasn't quite there. I was kind of catering to the fighters. They were like, oh, well, I want custom this and I want to custom that. And I'm like, sure, no problem. Got it, you know? And so when you see a fighter fighting or prepping for a fight, they'll have on like custom fight work, you know, that they're only going to have. But they're in front of 50,000 people. So I'm like, sure, whatever you want. But uh, for people who are interested in ordering things from me, uh, at the website, you're going to find sweatsuits. Like they got into making sweatsuits. Um, uh, I also got into the finer details of like shirts. So not just like buying a shirt like this. I was more like, I'm going to change this color to sleeve. I want them to stretch four ways and I wanted to wick sweat, you know, and I would try it on. So like things are just, and we had bags at a point in time. We're definitely going to get back into like huge duffel bags and things like that as well. But anything pretty much for training, like you're going to the gym, we're trying to accommodate you. I love it. So, so, um, I know you do a lot with social media, obviously you're a creative person, um, but you have a lot of fun with your promo videos, explain your process and where the creativity comes and you just look like you're having fun. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> like I will actually, when I'm doing something creative in general, even like just the brand of Noble Nation, uh, like overall, I will actually think of a person or a character or like a movie scene or something like that. And I will kind of get into the character, get into the, the vibe of the scene. Like yeah. I did a little, uh, I did a video before I was like running through a tunnel and it was very uh, like dark and light. Like the lights kept coming through the tunnel and you could hear the gravel under my in my breath. But that was because I was really into those types of movies. Where like you know, a scary movie or a thriller, you can start to hear all the very small sounds in it. So I kind of just played off of that. 
So a lot of my a lot of my artistic parts come from me just watching movies and, and creating a character in my mind and trying to put that forth. I love it. I love it. Um, that's cool. So you get kind of like inspired and then you kind of tail off from there. That's pretty cool. Um, so I know you guys were sponsoring fighters in the past. Are you still currently doing that or you just kind of moved on from there or just kind of what you did in the beginning or where you are with that? So I'm still sponsoring fighters. The only difference is the fighters that I'm currently sponsoring are on a much larger scale. Like I sponsor a girl named Miranda Maverick and she fights for Invicta. And she just speaks about the uh, UFC veterans, I believe. And the UFC has been calling on her, trying to get her to go up there. So the level of fighter that I'm now associated with is, you know, it's, it's a slightly higher scale. So I can't have as many people. <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, I'm yeah, like seven to like. That's awesome. The um. And then are you still kind of catering to what her needs are or you're, you know, you're doing one-offs just specifically for her. Um, and then you're just kind of, you know, tailoring, you know, tailoring your website to something, you know, the general public, but for her, she has her own color. She has her own style or theme. When she's fighting, when the fighters are actually fighting, if they're allowed to wear like a custom fight thing, like once you go to UFC, you got to wear a Reebok. Um, sure. But in the UFC and they're allowed to wear any brand, they'll wear my brand and I usually will work with them. Like, what do you, what colors are you feeling tonight for your fight? You know what I mean? Like, I'll go into it with that. And uh, If they prefer to wear something I've already created, like I've created some fight shorts, and I'm like, I already got that, like, that that's more of a benefit to them. So now I'm able to pay them somewhat before I was able to do that. But they wear something that I already am selling to the public, you know, that's money for them right there for the promotion. But uh, if they wear something custom, unlike all the gear and everything like that for them will be free. Everything that they need for training camp and stuff will be free. Absolutely. That's so awesome. Um, so currently we're facing a, a, a pandemic uh, in, in with the coronavirus and a lot of, you know, the fights and everything has postponed, we're on a hiatus, and now recently they started, you know, some fights back up. Uh, what's your take on all of this? That's, you know, we're going on this wild break and sports almost come came to a halt. Yeah, it was, uh, in the beginning, I was like, oh, I'm sure this is the path. We'll get over this really quickly. And I seen the severity of it growing, and I was like, oh, gosh, we're really going to be with no sports for quite a while. And I know in the grand scheme of things, sports aren't, not that important, but you know, being an athlete ever since the age of six, every year of my life playing a sport or doing something is kind of never know how important small things are to you until they were taken away. So I was like, oh man. And Dana White said that he was going to uh, start putting up fights, you know, start putting on fights. I was excited about it, but I was also a little concerned about the, you know, the health and of the fighters. They're not just walking by each other. They're grappling and sweating and you know hmm. on each other but uh i was excited we got it you know, some form of competition again yeah absolutely and and you're right obviously you know the, the the health of the fighters the health of everybody but man we took this little break and it kind of realized as you did mention you know sports isn't everything but you realize the role that it does play it um 
it, it, it has like this, um, I don't know if like when we were kids, we looked forward to X, Y, and Z. And this was part of, you know, our transition is kind of like you look forward to the sports, you know, and I wasn't really, we're not really people who watch, you know, glued to the TV 24 hours a day. Um, but yeah, man, on the weekend for the fights, we look, we look forward to that stuff. They're just fun. Even going to like the live events and we don't even know how yeah. that's going to change. Are they still going to have those? Are we all going to be masked up? I don't know. Um, but, but, you know, how has it, has it affected your business? Have, have you switched some things up? You know, what has been your approach since we've, you know, we're in the middle of this? It definitely affected the business. I was actually about to drop a like spring summer release at the beginning of this. And I literally called up my friend and was like, what do you think if I just put everything on hold? He was like, what, what do you mean? I'm like, this coronavirus thing seems a little bit more serious than uh, I was anticipating. And I think it would be kind of selfish or like our morals would be in the wrong place if we're trying to get money from people who are in jobs. And you know what I mean? Like we're trying yes. to take from people who have already been taken from. And I was like, I feel like we should be a help to people. So we should kind of like, you know, rework what we're doing here for the next couple months and see what happens. So the same thing happened to us with the, the Blessed Lifestyle brand. Um, Gabe knows uh, one of the biggest requests that we're getting is a specific kind of um, tank top that uh, that women, I guess, use when they're working out. It's called the Racerback uh, tank top. And uh, they also inquired about a specific color that they want. Yeah. And my shipment, the, the shirts or whatever, the tanks come in and this whole thing happened. And it was like, oh, we kind of got stuck. And then we kind of moved it and we had the same mindset. It was like, man, I don't want to be pushing, um, you know, something for, you know, a selfish reason. So let me hold off on that. And then, like you said, we kind of just, switched up you know what you know what we were doing and then we started raising money obviously to help my brother's barbershop um but yeah it really did affect everybody in a really strange way because we are living in some like odd times and mm. you had to adjust even if you didn't want to um and even yeah. with us like with you you have a website people would still buy stuff online but don't you kind of feel kind of i don't know it's just something that didn't feel right to me neither yeah, it was strange because the thing I decided to do was make face masks. And uh, <laughs> I wasn't the best face mask maker in the beginning, but over the <laughs> countless hours in front of the machine, like no lie, I would spend eight to nine hours sitting at a machine, figuring it all out and cutting and redoing things and sewing and trying to get a filter in there. So what we did was we made face masks and uh, we were going to sell those. And then even part of me felt bad about selling the face mask. Cause I'm like, this is something people need. You know, this helping people not get sick and not catch the virus. But it was like, I was putting out so much money to get it that I had to charge something. So I was like, okay. So I figured out a good thing to charge. Cause I was like buying a separate filter and getting this and putting it in there. And I checked with other people before. So I found the price I was comfortable with and, uh, didn't feel like I was ripping people. You know, put them up on a website and sold them there. Yeah, no, that was awesome. And and the first thing I thought, I was like, man, we got to get Julius back on the show. <laughs> because, well, the thing is with small businesses, um, it's scary, man, because something like this could either make you or break you. And what I saw uh, from you in that moment, 
you were very open to what you were doing. You're kind of showing the world that you're still going to work on something. You're still going to help in some form or fashion. And you had some crazy dope combos with the colors. Um, you know, how did, how did you come up with, you know, like the different colors that you had? Because there's a crazy variety there that it matched, but it was super unique. So I literally went to the fabric store. I went to Joanne Fabric. Shout out Joanne Fabric. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the fabric store like every day within the, the first two weeks. So much so that the people that worked there knew my name by the, <laughs> by the end of the first week. And uh, I would just walk through and go like filling the fabrics, grabbing the fabric, saying if it was something that I would be able to sew on my machine or use. And... Then I was like, let me not just do like black and yellow and white. Like I'm really big on those colors. I was like, let me not just do those. Then I started grabbing a few paint splattered ones and watercolored ones and reflective looking uh, pieces of fabric. And I made some face masks out of it to give to my mom. Actually, people don't know this. I initially started because my mom works at the VA and they didn't have face masks. I was like, hey, let me make you a face mask. And then my dad was like, hey, I'm still working in a warehouse. There's a bunch of people. Can I get one? So I went and made them like two each. And then from there, their co-workers wanted it. And I was like, you know what? All right. I got to shift the whole business right now. We're just going to stop trying to sell people this new release. We're going to go with the face mask. People need them. They're asking for it. Let's, oh, let's cater to the people. So walking through the, the fabric store is kind of how I came up with the color combinations and all the random masks. That's amazing. That's you hear awesome. so many. You hear so many times where you know things happen by coincidence, by accident, um, or just by necessity, right? And you found the need. Um, you know, there's opportunity there. A lot of people won't, you know, jump at the opportunity in a positive way. You're, you know, you're, you created the mask to help. Um, and and you know, I just want to commend you on that because there's a lot of people that just kind of crawl in. And, and, and kind of feel bad for themselves. Oh, my, my business is going, you know, down the drain. Here we go again. Um, but you kind of just bent with the time, so to speak. Um, and you played your part. And, uh, you know, you provided something that people really did need. And I remember in the beginning how panicky people were with the whole mask thing. You literally couldn't find a mask anywhere. Um, and yeah. then all of a sudden people started, you know, making them. Um, but I think you were one of the first people who, in my mind, when I look back at that, you know, that weird two weeks, whatever that was, you had the most creative looking ones and they're actually fashionable. And it was like, oh, it's kind of cool to wear, you know what I mean? You know, and, and people started matching them with their outfits and stuff. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, they definitely started doing that. that uh, I, I used a bunch of crazy patterns and things. I try not to use um, like imagery, like characters and sports teams and stuff. But I definitely, I uh, just think the artist in me, or the, <laughs> the 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 slight weirdo in me that just loves to uh, have fun with almost anything that I do. It was kind of like, again, I don't want to just do the black, yellow, and white mask. Like that's a little boring. Let me let me get one that's going to match my mom's uniform. Mm -hmm. I was doing small things like that, and I know my niece's favorite colors and. I was like making small ones for her to match what she had. And I think that kind of caught people's eye because it wasn't the normal blue medical mask. Yeah, that was so awesome. Um, so Julius, tell us when, you know, when we come out of this, uh, we're going to come out on top. 
But when we come out of this, what, what's your plan for Noble Nation? Where would you like for you to be or go or, you know, take this towards anyway, ideally? Um, I feel like for Noble Nation, I kind of branded the entire company as an MMA or fighting brand. And I kind of got stuck under that thumb. So hopefully by the end of this, towards the end of 2020, I will uh, have rebranded it as the brand I initially wanted it to be. Because um, I think people are afraid to, well, at least people who have uh, spoken with me, they were like, oh, I would love to have bought a shirt, but I'm not a fighter. And I don't want to pretend to be a fighter. I don't want to. And I'm like, oh, it, it's actually gear you can train in. I use it for tennis. Um, I've had tennis teams wear the shirts out as like a whole team when they're competing. Uh, I in the gym all the time when I go to work out there. So I think I need to uh, rebrand Nation as just the fitness uh, exercise brand that we started off as. And then you could have more people join the nobility, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So, so with everything going on, how have you been managing, right? So I, I don't know how specifically it affected your, you know, your day job with, with the coronavirus and all that stuff. How, how are you even just keeping your sanity? How are you kind of like, cause there's a lot, a lot of stuff going on. Um, a lot of us were forced to stay home for quite some time. Some of us were still able to go to work. You know, how are you, you know, on your day to day, how are you, you know, keep things pushing? Uh, in the beginning, I, I kind of, when everything first stopped, it was like, you can't come into work, you can't do any of this. I was like, all right, this is this is time for me to kind of go back into my cave and, and work on stuff. This is all said and done. I can, you know, I can step forward again and feel like I've made steps that I wouldn't have time to make of you know, going to work and being distracted by everything else. So I was kind of excited for a moment just to focus in on and, um Staying in your cage too long by yourself isn't good. <laughs> um, so video calls with friends and family, just asking them about uh, things aside from the business, you know, with their life. And uh, every once in a while, call up a friend that is also a business owner and ask them for advice. Well, what do you think about this? And, you know, where should I refocus at at this time? Because I'm still brand new to this. I am literally bending and molding and changing as I go along. Like I think I have an idea and on the way I'm like, yeah, that's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to ask you that. Cause I find with like most creative people or even entrepreneurs in general who have to be uh, creative. How do you filter through all those ideas? Like, how do you, how do you choose the one that you're going to go with? Is it through the conversations that you're having with your friends well, I, again, like, remember earlier when I said I kind of have an idea or I'll create something? So yeah. I'm, I'll give out one of my little secrets. So one of my secrets is, like, for Noble Nation, I've created a guy, right? And this guy has a name, but he has an attitude, the way he walks, talks, dress, the car he would drive, right? So when I design something, I'm designing it for that type of person, mm. right? And then I'll get, like, two or three designs. And then once I'm settled on two or three, then I'll ask someone else their opinion. Because if you ask other people their opinion, early on about your business, you're going to just be getting responses and ideas from everywhere and it's just too much. So mm -hmm. I kind of filter it in mm -hmm. for before I ask anyone's opinion. I love that. Great advice. And the other thing is sometimes even your ideas aren't developed enough or strong enough. 
So someone's opinion could totally sway it and blow it out the window, and there it goes. When that could have potentially be your winner, um, um, or the one that could take you to the top, so to speak. Uh, that's great advice. W- what's your advice uh, additionally to someone who's looking to start their own business, whether it's a clothing line, whether it's um, you know anything else? What advice? What are kind of the things that you went through for the last several years uh, that you could lend to someone who's looking to get started? Uh, I guess one thing that I wish someone told me was uh, you're not going to nail it on your first try. Like it's not going to, it's not going to stick. And if it does stick, it may eventually still peel off in a little bit. So I would tell someone to not, not be afraid to fail, like not be afraid to not have it right. And I'm such a like perfectionist and like, I have a very obsessive mind with detail sometimes that like, I won't release something very long time and people are like just sitting on that design for like eight months and i'm like yeah because they're not going to get it or they're not going to like it but now i'm to the point where it's like all right be willing to be wrong be willing to fail and understand that that molding i was talking about is the process absolutely um can you share uh your site or your your um your social media handles where people can visit you guys yeah so the website itself is noble-nation.com there's no www. You type that in, you're not going to my website. So it's noble-nation.com. And pretty much on all social platforms, it's Noble Nation AC. And that's how you can reach us on uh, almost every social platform. So, so that was Noble Nation ACG, right? All right, cool. So um, was, do you have any parting words or closing words you would like to say? Um, yeah, I would just like to tell like all the people who are in these weird times right now because you know we're going through the pandemic and god knows that half the united states are in flames right now and you know turmoil so um in the beginning of this people always kind of feel like oh this is going to last forever and they don't see a way out of it whether you know what's going on in the city and make itself and it's kind of like don't give up on hope you know always hope for something better prepare for better you know prepare for change Right, like things are going to get better. So I would tell people, whether it's their business perspective or it's an outlook on life, keep hoping and understand that things are going to change. I appreciate that, man. We we need these positive words during these tough times. So thank you, Julius. Thank you for joining <laughs> us. Um, and again, as always, guys, we like to wrap things up with quotes. And the first one is by Hope Hicks. There's no substitute for hard work. Never give up. Never stop believing. Never stop fighting. And the second one is by, uh, you know, our guy, Anderson Silva. Uh, Life is about how much you can take and keep fighting, how much you can suffer and keep moving forward. Noble Nation Part 2. In this episode, we have special guest Julius Twyman, owner of Noble Nation. We cover topics that range from entrepreneurship, active slash combat gear, the MMA industry, the effects of the coronavirus, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Hope Hicks and Anderson Silva. Awesome. Guys, thanks again for joining us. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Huge shout out to our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. That is BL3SSED.com. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. 
This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, jimmyleevelez.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rotated Views. If you have any inquiries or questions, email us at info at jimmyleevelez.com. On behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. Stay blessed. Stay blessed.